0: Welcome to the final edition of Pals Pulls of the Year, closing out this wonderful, incredible year of comics. Of course, I am joined by Marco. What's up, pals? And I'm Sean. We are the two pals who have been sent to discuss with you the six books. Count them? That six big books that we are here to talk about on this last Palace Polls. We've got Action Comics Finale, Fitting, closing out the year um, with one of the best books of the year, of course. So Mm. we're talking Action Comics Annual. Titans Beast World number three. Flash number four, the listener pick this week. Duke number one. I can certainly wait. (laughs) Uh, Also ending is Immortal X-Men with number 18. And showcasing the beginning, the future of Marvel, we've got Timeless. So
1: Mm.
0: pretty interesting stuff on tap to talk about. Thank you to everybody who is with us right now, joining us to talk comics. And let's waste no time getting right into that. Let's talk about Action Comics Annual 2023. This is the send-off to the Philip Kennedy Johnson run With Superman, at least for the time being. Where he will land after this, we don't know exactly. But he is joined by artist Max Raynor with colors by Matt Herms, letters by Dave Sharp. So ends the run of Philip Kennedy Johnson. We talked about how the last week's action, or maybe it was the week before, didn't feel like a proper finale. It really just was a weird issue. This is where you get the end. Um and of course it's a little bit odd that we're not joined by or at least as far as I'm aware not joined by a series regular
1: artist. Um yeah, yeah. And frankly, I didn't mind. Um I I've always felt that the some of the artists that they've had on the Superman book have felt to be a bit more of like a grittier um, heavy shading, heavy inking—it's always felt like a mismatch from an aesthetic perspective for me. So this mm. felt much more in line with something I would expect to be Superman. So I had an absolute blast. Um, I think I think it was us us two last last week as well, where um, when we were talking about the the initial Action Comics issue, um, I was disappointed if this was just going to be like the send off and they're going to you know uh, do a clean slate from here. But I'm glad that they gave phil kenny johnson the annual which means the space to finish a story to finish a run to allow him to really close out the things that he was trying to say with all of these characters and while i think it might have been uh, a tad rushed ultimately i think he got his message out he got to say what he needed to and he's out on probably one of the most in my opinion impressive runs on superman um that i've well, frankly the first superman run i've ever continuously read and kept up with specifically because of Philip Philip kennedy johnson anything pkj does i'm picking up man
0: i've i've tried several superman runs i tried scott snyder i tried grant morrison um the list goes on and on the only one that i that i really remember enjoying was jeff johns Mm. and this is and this is but this i think i even love more because it's done so many amazing things and the greatness didn't end or 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 i should say this issue lives up to the greatness of the rest of the series Mm. Mm. um it it does it is a finale to the overall overarching story that's been told with sister shadow um you know, and the 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 two the two twins, who have developed into characters that I actually do care about, especially yeah. here in this issue, uh, they now have super names which I loved, Starchild, and Red, Red Sun.
1: That was really cool, man. And and I like how it tied into the mythology piece as well. I'm like, hell yeah, that's really cool. And it's world building. It's world building through the simplest thing of giving somebody a title, easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I really love that. Uh, Atho Ra is being courted by Sister Shadow to become, you know... It seems as though she's trying to take over her body, which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But in order to lead this legion, this multiversal army um, in the name of Al Ghul. And um, it's a huge battle. And she needs... The help of her brother she needs the help of superman to keep her from giving in to her baser nature you know they come from war world they come from a planet where conquering is the is the word of the day yeah. that is the order of business and she has to turn away from that and this is the test of everything that her and her brother have learned through superman so the validation of superman's effort is in the fact that she's able to
1: resist this great Eve. Mm, yep. And I think it's also, again, continues to be a testament to the Superman character under the guise, or under the pen of um, Phil Kennedy Johnson. He's hopeful. He impacts people outside of himself and his circle. And the fact that he has this family is, again, reinforcing that. The fact that he is an impactful character, in, in both in, in, um, in DC, but also the... Uh, the smaller subset of the universe that he sits in like i I think i think it perfectly encapsulates it and um this was this was really good Uh, absolutely solid issue um and it's a shame that we can't see more because i can only imagine that he has more stories like this
0: it's hard to imagine that philip kennedy johnson doesn't have more thoughts Mm. about superman the one the one thing i sort of wish about this run is that we had gotten more just superman stories but so much of it is i mean this issue alone there's like 57 super people running around um and i i must say watching some of the super people punch and kick like the the blue moon people and then the even some of the demon stuff they don't look like they're hitting particularly hard (laughs) that was something that really bothered me it really seemed like the bat family punching and kicking like this page here that i'm holding up and it's it's two pages two separate pages but they both clearly illustrate what i'm talking about when you look at the way that you know uh the various super people on the pages are punching and kicking there doesn't look like there's any real power behind it Mm -hmm. um and i was pretty frustrated by that i think that characters who are this strong uh their magnitude is lessened when there are so many of them and everybody in this comic book is a Superman.
1: I think that's fair. The the power scaling, especially for what is supposed to be, maybe not supposed to be, but what can be taken as like kind of like throwaway villains, um, because there's so many of them, it definitely affects it. And it's just kind of like, oh, they're just they're just kind of like on cleanup duty. But but I I want to see these guys a bit more in action. Um, and then to your earlier point on this being, not a run that focused solely on Superman. Um, I, I definitely agree with that specifically because uh, the, the moments that we get where he interacts with even even children and inspires those kids and gets them to feel something. I want more of that. Yes, it's his family and yes, he, he obviously impacts them because he's a father figure. but how does he how does he Superman exist like that for people at large, for you know, the American Way, for whatever it might be? Damn dude, I kind of get the character. like I fuck with it now
0: yeah definitely i i I would say that this run more than anything else i've ever seen or read has made me a fan of superman and i got the opportunity to tell pkj that during an interview at comic-con it wasn't just hyperbole it was it was truth i think he's done some really incredible things with a character that so many had written off as just not someone who could be made um, interesting in the comics. And I, Philip Kennedy Johnson is not the only writer that deserves credit for making the character interesting. Obviously, he's building off of what a lot of people have done. But uh, I, I think it's hard to argue against the idea that this was very successful overall. Very, very successful.
1: Hard agree, hard agree. And any time that PKJ decides to come back to the book, uh, I'm going to be there because I, I believe in him as a creator and especially for this character.
0: I really like the uh the Etrigan stuff. I normally really don't like Etrigan, but wow, he he slotted right in. Yep. PKJ had some pretty slick, you know, rhymes for him, and he wasn't goofy. He wasn't like stupid. He was a th- he was a threat. He was sort of scary and his rhymes were dark, yeah. which I liked. I feel like so often when I see Etrigan it's just corny.
1: Dang, dude. I I love the inclusion of Etrigan and and it's funny cuz I feel like I feel like a lot of people feel that way. And it's just like, oh, his inclusion is usually just kind of like ham-fisted or he doesn't really represent this like demon that he's supposed to be. And and the hierarchies of demonhood and whatever uh, in, in the DC universe is random. Um, he's obviously the rhymer. It's not iambic pentameter. I think he was only doing up to eight syllables. But still, the fact that he kept consistent like this is very, very good. Loved it. Yeah. Hey,
0: uh Tom McCown, my mistake, I said I said blue moon. I should have said blue earth, but but Marco is right, blue moon is my drink, so you know.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, if, I know
0: If anybody, if we ever, if we're ever together and anyone decides they want to buy me a drink, that would be the drink of choice. Um The art's real good too. So I, I, I can't think of a time when I've seen Max Rayner's work before, yeah. but uh boy was he cooking. The 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 work here is real strong. And I, I really like the action scenes. I don't, I don't blame him for the fact that there just doesn't look like a lot of punch behind the power of the super people. Mm. It's more just the nature of having so many of them. And it, it, it's hard, but I don't think it's his fault. Otherwise, everything looks strong. Um, you know, his characters have a lot of emotion in their faces. I really love um, Red Sun right here i don't know if you guys can see that but uh he's really angry and he's got this burning fist and the rage in his face it's it's good stuff across the board and the colors matt herms man wow great colors here too a lot of pop yep a lot of pop lots of greens greens and and like a reddish pink is is all over the place um when you're talking like even superman's cape but also his eye beams this was a really cool page you can see here Superman using the eye beams and it's that reddish pink. But then also when he's flying, mm. you see his cape is hilariously elongated. You know, it, it's certainly a stylistic choice, but it works. It's real. It's real cool stuff.
1: It's that visual like swoosh representation. You're
0: just... Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I. I. I don't have more to say, to be honest. I think this was a great run. I'd love to talk about the run overall at mm. some point because it was great. And frankly, I got on. I got on after Warworld. I was oh, did like, you? yeah, I oh. was like, I can't, I can't jump into the mix of this in the middle of a big story. I got to come on after the fact. So I've never even read Warworld, so
1: I got to get to that. Ooh. But everything else, A+. You know what, Sean? Okay, okay. What I heard was, I need a book pick, book club pick, and Marco's going to provide that. Okay, perfect. Amazing. That's what I heard. Have you read it? Yeah,
0: bro. All right, so then why are you picking books for the book club you haven't even read? We got this amazing <laughs> thing that people want to hear us talk about.
1: The meaning of Marco great, should this is, vote. This is
0: great comics. Great, great comics. Yeah,
1: easy pull, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: pull for sure, and
1: pick of the week for me. Ooh, ooh. No, not yet. No, not yet. Dude, if
0: it's Flash, Uh I don't,
1: I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't
0: understand it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, (laughs) what is up to everybody that is joining us live? Appreciate you guys showing up. Love to see the green names in the chat. If you guys want access to the the aforementioned green name, if you want to become a VI Pal, you can do that by becoming a channel member. You click the Join button on this very video or on our channel, and uh, you can can join us. We're also very thankful for our patrons, patreon.com slash thecomicspals. If you want to support, if you're still feeling festive, as we are in the end of the year, the Christmas spirit may still be... Inside of you, lots of people joined us uh, on Patreon over the last few weeks. And uh, if you want to do that as well, that's patreon.com slash Um Watch this show live every single Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Watch the main show live every single Saturday. This Saturday, special start time of 12 p.m. Eastern for the Pallies. Can't hear you, Mark. You are muted. But the Pallies will be this Saturday. You guys are not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a ton of fun. I can promise
1: you that. I am very much looking forward to it. Can't wait to win. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. It was such a dismissive laugh. Stop. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's hit a couple comments real quick. Uh, Uncaged in the chat. Of course, that is his given name from his pals verse entry yep says uh since that interview i've been reading geiger and i just bought junkyard joe today i'll get to the superman stuff
1: hell yeah congrats man that's that's gonna be a a good deep dive over the new year break if you have it absolutely good stuff
0: that's good reads Mm. good reads uh I mean, Perez, yeah, yeah. closing the loop with the criminal he helped at the beginning of Dawn of DC was beautiful. I agree. That was a great, a great closeout to uh, Action Comics. PKJ's run is definitely deserving of an omnibus at some point down the road. Hopefully yep. they do that. It's bound to come.
1: We got the War World compendium. Yeah, I think so. That came out recently too, right? It did, yeah. I yeah. got to cop that. I got to cop that. Bring back, I'm in Perez, bring back the Adventures of Superman title. If it's just this good, why not? More Superman.
0: I think the sales for PKJ's run were hampered by the price point dictated by having backups. I agree with that, Atomic Hound. I think the backups hurt this book. Mm. I think the price point hurt the book. I think it's hard when you're, you know, because it's received so much praise, right? Like, it's one of the most praised books of the year, but when it's... $4.99 $4.99 or whatever it was per issue, and you don't care about almost half of what it is that you're buying, it's a tough sell.
1: Yeah. So I'm with you. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Let's let's jump into uh Titans Beast World number three. Uh this is by Tom Taylor with art by Lucas Mayer, Romulo Fajardo Jr. on colors, and West Abbott on the letters. Can I ask you guys? Does it feel does this feel like an event? Does it feel like DC has an event going on right now?
1: That's an <laughs> That's a good question. Um it's it, it is monumental enough that you can make the argument, but in the reading of the book, am I feeling Oh, my God, got to turn the next page and find out what's going on. Like, how is this going to resolve for all of our heroes? How, is, how are we going to what's Amanda Waller doing in the background? Oh, like it's it works. It works. And I feel like that's maybe the most thing you can say about it in terms of it being an event. It's not knocking my socks off, even though I don't have socks at the moment. Um, but that is not due to the fact of this book interesting um are you, are you I, higher for, on this
0: uh i like it i like it i like the last issue a lot more mm. i thought that mm. the moment with with uh bruce and dick was great you know i, I thought there was a lot more and there were a lot more interesting things to me in that issue um this one it's, it's sort of more of the same Quite frankly, Uh, it's more heroes saving people. It's more, you know, in a lot of ways, it just feels like an extension of what's been happening in Titans. It's the Titans, you know, doing busy work. They're not really getting to the root of the problem. And now we've sort of they've sort of identified through the help of Detective Chimp. Let's go. Which was a, a funny cameo that the real problem is Garo. Yes. Beast Boy, you know, being a, a, a Starro. And I'm sort of wondering, because the Titans have been around for a while, you know, the Justice League is here, even though they're not called that. Mm. I'm sort of wondering why did it take a talking yes. chimpanzee yes. to figure this out? Why What does he even know? Why does he even know that that's what's going on and they don't? Because he's a chimp and a detective. This is goofy. I, of I, course they would know.
1: I had the same exact thought of just like when he came out and he had like the reveal. Uh, it was a you know, cute little funny moment, but then he had the reveal and I'm like, "Wait, I thought we were on the same page. Why is this news?" Right. And, I, I, and totally confused. I'm like, okay, well, fine. Now they know who to. Now they know how to deal with the who to deal with the problem is. But now how? I guess that's gonna be the fun part. But yeah, I, I, same exact reaction. I was just like, I expected this. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, it. I understand narratively why Tom Taylor wanted to have that moment to shift the focus of the book. I got it. I got it. But it's
1: totally obvious that that's what's causing this. The
0: spores are coming from
1: him. Are they right. not? Yep. Exactly. And you would have thought this would have been addressed in issue two, because that would have been a nice like, uh oh. Uh, they're all getting turned. Uh-oh, it's Gar. Like we really got. Sorry, Garo. Like we really gotta get on it. And then, boom, boom, move forward. But right, they're taking their time to get there. And
0: and and all that really happens here is that it's you know Nightwing is is beat up. You know he's bruised up from his from his uh, scuffle with Bruce. Mm. Where where Batman, if you will, whatever creature he's turned into, um. The revelation, of course, which is not a revelation, that this is all <laughs> caused by Starro. Um ah. Garo, excuse me. Ah. Yeah. And uh and yeah, and more Donna Troy and Starfire are the most
1: dangerous people here. Which like somehow s- still I don't understand. And and uh I started reading um uh Titans Issue Six and they go into like they basically just go into her backstory to Starfire's backstory. Which is mm-hmm. like why she becomes the most, you know, the biggest threat, um, and a large portion of it being was she was previously enslaved and was able to come, like, overcome these things, and but the connection still wasn't felt. Cause I'm like, well, but it's like no offense to Starfire, it's kind of just Starfire and kind of just Donna Troy. Like, they're not gonna end the world necessarily. Supergirl got got in this issue. That seems worse. Right? Exactly. For some reason, I, to me, I don't, I don't know. Agreed. Hard agree. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, it's it's doing the work. It's doing the groundwork in terms of it uh, having to tell the story. But I feel like I'm I'm a few steps ahead of the story already. And I'm just kind of waiting for it to resolve to some degree. Amin
0: Perez says, you don't get it, Sean. That Batman wolf is a new toy, which I want. So it's justified. (laughs) I'm with that too, bro. I'm totally (laughs) down for that. I got no problem. Like, the general concept is something that I am not for. But mm. the execution, at least in the first two issues, was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. This one's slower. Got to have your slow issue. I totally get that. But I don't care so much about watching the heroes saving people just because it feels like there's bigger fish to fry. Heroes have to save people. I presuppose mm. that they do i don't need to see it nonstop because i know that already they need to do something else this is the halfway mark of the series they yeah. need to do something
1: uh uncaged says it uh, in the chat i literally started this journey with the titan show i read all modern titans uh Wolf and perez i don't think beast world elevates the titans like they're not doing the work they're not doing the hard work that makes them a class act you know they're they're still just saving people and we're still just kind of seeing that and that's fine to your point it i would also just assume they're going to be doing those things so why are you showing me something i i know is going to happen in the background it, it feels extra or right like more
0: yeah like i assume right that in the margins of batman comics when we're not you know f- following him he probably stops incidental crime right like he <laughs> But we don't need to see that. It's not necessary. We just assume it, or whatever, You know, whatever your head canon is, I really don't care. But in my mind, I assume, and I wasn't saying that to you. But in my mind, I assume that that's what Batman does. Yep. yep. So you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to be nitpicky here. I do think there is good work, um, but I would like more to happen. Is all I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, hard
0: agree. Um, the art's not any worse, or. I mean, it wasn't bad at all before with <laughs> Ivan Reese, you know, one of the best DC artists ever. But Lucas Mayer doesn't feel like a tremendous step down by any means.
1: I agree, yeah, and and I like that they did the title page uh, on the on the splash with the big yeah. explosion. That was cool. I was like, oh, word, oh, okay, showing off, he's flexing. All right, I respect it. You know, give him his laurels. And uh, but yeah, agreed. I I didn't feel the. Um... <laughs> I mean, in the chat furries contract, uh, <laughs> I did it. I didn't feel like a step down. This felt like it translated cleanly, uh, honestly, until I went back up top to the title page. I'm like, oh, shit. Wait, that's not that's not Mr. Reese here. OK. All right. Yeah. Lost them to Ghost Machine. Well, I'm excited for that. So indeed.
0: Then the, I guess, stinger scene at the end of this shows Amanda Waller peacemaker who you know future stars of the dcu uh you know they're doing their usual shtick of doing absolutely nothing and amanda waller journeys to the prison of lex luthor to acquire from him something that he stole from batman do i know what it is no should i know what it is i don't know maybe someone in the chat will tell me do i care what it is that's really the core question and the answer is absolutely not.
1: I th- I thought it was gonna be the um, what's that? What's that run Tower of Babel where like Superman just uh, like or Batman rather like can can knock everybody out. I thought it was like one of the what are what are his protocols for a Starro, Beast Boy. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. I don't get it.
0: They've stopped Starro fifty million times, have they not? Word. Why, why do you need some special protocol Just beat the shit out of them? I guess it's because it's also <laughs> their friend, so they don't want to, like... But this is the Earth where deal- like, people are being infected. Like, they don't know that they're going to be able to ever cure these people. Yeah. So all of Earth is being consumed and turned into monsters, and they're not willing to immediately shut this down. These
1: people are dumb. Yeah. It... Man, I don't know. It's, it's it's just like it's this silliness of we're gonna let the back and especially for Amanda Waller because she's been persisting since the beginning of the year. I want to say she's just been around. It's like let her do her thing. We're gonna set all of this kind of stuff up, and I I'm I'm just worried for the payoff. I don't think it's I don't think it is gonna pay off, and I think I'm gonna be at the end of this really frustrated and. Just kind of look back at the co- the consequences of Dark Crisis and all of these events, and just kind of like, oh, okay, it happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, this definitely feels like an event that is happening, and and yes, is it it's better than I thought it would be? I will definitely give it that, as Atomic Hound said in the chat. For me, that's not a high bar. Is it <laughs> solid and enjoyable? I would say so. If you you know if you're willing to turn your brain off just a little bit you can appreciate some great Lucas Mayer art but uh at 499 you know I wouldn't say I'm having 499s worth of fun every single week
1: with this thing I wouldn't say that yeah um pull it for pull it just because I I think it is better than what I expected so at the very least I'm interested to see how it resolves. And I will say Titans Issue Six, because it was a reflection on um uh on Starfire, I kinda had fun with that one. It wasn't them doing, you know, necessarily the superheroics, but it was a good uh character study. So take it take that for what it's worth.
0: I I passed on buying that. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I'm fair done enough. with Titans. I'm yeah. not buying it anymore. Fair, fair. Someone's gonna have to tell me that it's actually consistently on the right track a track that makes sense for those characters and i'll pick it up currently the only team book that i'm buying the only team books i'm buying are and it'll be hilarious if i show my stack later and there's a team book in it that i don't even think about but birds of prey and x-men those are the only team books that i'm currently buying oh you're still picking up x-men yeah avengers i'm done with right titans i'm done with no no more no League. Yep. No, I mean, I wish there was a Justice League book for me to buy. Hmm. You can't get it anymore. Let's get Philip Kennedy Johnson on the case. Please, DC. Please, please. Please. Please, please, please. Please, audience, stop voting for The Flash in the listener pick poll, which, by the way, is up right now. It's up right now. So before we get into The Flash number four review, I want to look at the listener pick poll, and I want to discuss – where we are at with the results what is it that you guys are enjoying voting for in the hour that the that the poll has been up so the options are birds of prey number five nice which is my pick that's what i voted for birds of prey number i'm sorry poison ivy number 18 try to throw something a little different on there i know it's been a book that people have loved marvel meow number one which has 20 percent of the vote that's so good and Vengeance of Moon Knight number one. So Birds of Prey and Moon Knight are tied at thirty six percent. Poison Ivy only got eight percent and Marble Meow at twenty percent. So now that I've now that I've said this, I assume some of you will go ahead and get your votes in and uh later on we'll check. At the end of the show, we'll check and see where the poll is at.
1: Wow, twenty six vote it's in an hour? You guys are crushing, man.
0: The the numbers have been getting higher. i love to see you guys show up and vote for the poll it makes it a lot more interesting when we've got a lot of uh a
1: lot of yo there. let's go what's up cole marco's minions reporting in that's right baby we're about to get into it
0: who's burner <laughs> who's burner
1: stop
0: who's burner please
1: nobody's it's just they exist they persist they are yeah
0: huh? all right uh i Perez says marco's minions and Sean Samurai. Greater Please than no. Sean Samurai. Let's get the mathematical symbols correct. Who cares? <laughs> I don't want samurais. I don't Ooh. want sycophants. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. Huh? Come on. Sean Sycophants, Sean supporters. You know, these are all great words that we can use. <laughs> um, all right. Cy Spurrier knows a lot of great words too. Hell yeah. And every single one of them. Is present in this comic book. And he's desperate for you to know. That he knows all these words. And he can put them together. In, a, in an interesting. Uh, I mean interesting to some. Um, order. This of course is written by. Cy Spurrier with art by Mike Diodato Jr. Colors by Trish Mulville. Letters by Hassan Atman Al-Haw. Go ahead Marco.
1: Man this is poetic bro. Not even Poetic. Poetic. Uh, the way he and I think in tandem with, um, Hudson or what's him called, um, Atman Elhow the letterer, uh, I'm also a huge fan. So I love the way that for me the communication of the the emphasis for certain words, the bolding, the small letters, like it's really evocative of different kinds of emotions. And again, this gets into things that are just up my alley. Freaking quantum uh, quantum mechanics, meditation. Uh, a reflection of the mind it's just it's exciting me in all the things that I nerd out about in real life and for me he's putting together a an interesting story about um, this concept of his inner self and I feel like I'm at a point where I I do I I do a lot of that self-reflection and I'm seeing things um, kind of spill out from the pages that really apply to my my own philosophies Book of the week, baby. Yeah,
0: so that's amazing. Can you explain (laughs) to me why it is that Irie doesn't know the word nuance? But then later, she goes on a whole soliloquy and all of a sudden is like the smartest child of all time. She goes. She goes. um. Uh. Okay, so the other the other girl, I assume that's Jesse Quick. She says, yeah. "You pickpocketed a speedster going the opposite way, while regaining solidarity." That's that's and then uh, Iris says, "Fascinating," and then she says, mm-hmm. "No, not me. Can't you sense it? This chemical—it's a speed force conduit. I bet this is how that Chad guy got his powers too. The vibrations, the echo of the glow—I think I can feel where this came from." Okay. Alright. Okay, Ivory. Yeah. Okay. And then earlier in the book, she doesn't know what the word she doesn't know how to say the word nuance.
1: That <laughs> went that was really cute. That was that was a good little no,
0: moment. No 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 no, no. <laughs> no marco, marco,
1: marco, marco. <laughs> how can
0: it be cute that she doesn't know how to say the word nuance, but then later on she knows
1: how to say the word conduit. She's around the word conduit. surely surely is this is this
0: is this what it takes is this the suspension of disbelief that it takes to enjoy this comic book are you kidding me Nah, nah are you kidding me are you really for real she's presented as childlike for the whole issue and then all of a sudden she goes on a whole speech where she knows all these words no, it's because it's Sai Spurrier talking, not a little girl. It never was a little girl. When he needed her to just be a little girl, she didn't know the word nuance. When he needs her to be himself, she's him.
1: I don't know. It, it, it It's working for me. It's working for me.
0: All right. It could, You can could like it, but can you acknowledge that what I'm saying is accurate?
1: I think the conduit thing makes sense. She's probably around the Speed Force people all the time, so... But those aren't the only words
0: she said. Read the passage. I just read it out loud. Did that sound like it was coming from a child to you? A child who does not know the word nuance. She can know the word fascinating. I don't feel like it's a big deal. Read the passage. I didn't say fascinating. <laughs> I never said that. Hold up, Hold up, Hold up, This is ridiculous.
1: Vibrations make sense. Chemical makes sense. Echo glow, four two-letter two-syllable words, one-syllable words.
0: She's she's okay. So fee waiver points out she's thirteen years old and she doesn't know the word nuance. Vibration, but she knows all those other things she said.
1: I see it. I don't know.
0: I don't. And
1: I, I'm tired of this. What what was the what was the um. I guess what what was the the thing that you got out of in terms of what Psy was trying to communicate, I, especially in the that the garden area. I'm curious. The garden area
0: thinking. where Flash is just standing around.
1: Well, yeah, where he's walking around the the gallery.
0: Are you asking me that to test me to see if I understand what's happening in this comic book?
1: <clears throat> well, I, I mean, that are you are you engr- Are you engaged with what is happening in the comic book? I guess no. Okay. Okay. No.
0: I understand exactly what's happening. I understand that this is a place that sort of pop been created by his mind. And each of these statues sort of represents a person that he loves. And he can tap into them by going through them because he's essentially outside of time or whatever. And he's taking a break to take it all in, which is exactly what I want out of the Flash comic. Damn. That is so
1: exactly what I buy this for. This literally, what I'm buying it for, man. It, I, but but it's all connected to the Speed Force. So for me, I, I guess I don't understand why, like, what the what the issue therein is him being able to travel and tap into other people's Speed Force energy or in the moment.
0: I just had a problem with that. I have a problem with the fast, the fact that four issues in all we've seen the Flash do is stand around. Hmm. This is called the Flash, and he's standing around for four issues.
1: I enjoy the, I enjoy the, I guess the slowness of it. I'm the, it's 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 working well for me. Like that I, that I don't have to keep up with the character. That I'm just, work. I'm walking alongside him, and that's easy enough for me to get a frame of reference in his head, and then from there, let's jump into the superheroics. Who is he as a person? Who is he as an individual? then maybe we'll throw a punch and kick some ass. So who is he? Who's Wally? <clears throat> it seems like he's a stressed out individual who's pensive and wants to do good in the world. And that's compelling to me. It's a good character.
0: It sounds like every single superhero that exists in comics. I don't feel who like... is Wally West? What have you distinctly learned about Wally West that is unique from other heroes that you know from this
1: comic? Uh, I mean, his ability to... At the moment, his ability to just take a beat and take a moment in. I feel like other heroes don't do that. You, do you disagree? Um,
0: yeah, this I'm. This is the past. I don't think this is good. I really don't. What? I think the Diodato art is great. I think yeah. he's being wasted. I <gasps> don't think this is good. And that's just me talking. Other people can have whatever opinion they want to have. I love the creators involved. everybody's great. I'm saying that this book is not for me, and I really, really, really don't
1: want to read it. Mm-hmm. man the uh I, th- this was for me just another strong entry um, and it's it's divisive in the in the chat. I'll say that. Uh, uh, Cole also says, you know this is a divisive run. People are all in or they're fed up. I'm fed up. <laughs>
0: We've had and it. I am more of a Barry guy I do like Barry I mean Who could know the difference between them Wally is a Barry clone essentially Wally was introduced to replace Barry That's it And once Barry came back there wasn't a place for Wally Which is why they turned him heel In uh, Heroes in Crisis And upset every Wally fan
1: hmm. I- This doesn't
0: feel like a Flash comic book to me. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, it's a Size comic. It's more of a Size comic than a Flash comic, and I think that is my biggest problem with it. Hmm. What is the style of writing of Philip Kennedy Johnson? He brings himself, but he addresses the character. That's why his Superman run does not feel like what he was doing at Marvel. But everywhere that Psy goes, it's the same thing. It's the same. What what makes this feel like a flash comic? Absolutely nothing to me.
1: The scenarios, the characters—that's about it. For, the in, characters, in all, honesty, in all honesty, and and not not in terms of the way that he'll explore the character, but instead of just reliving this with these characters who have these power sets. And and that's the only thing grounding me to in uh, to the Flash at the moment. To be fair, pass pass once this arc is over
0: when this arc ends this book will not appear in the poll anymore it will not it will not i'm getting out of this i promise you in 2024 i'm not reading this fucking book unless it improves dramatically unless something starts to happen
1: i I mean in the chat spirit needs to drop the big reveal now we're losing people i i wouldn't doubt that people are are slowly pulling off of this book um but i'm, I'm curious i should uh, i mean what you mean by the the big reveal because we've got a taste in the second issue in terms of like these higher um these higher beings higher order beings and then we have uh he's just kind of taking in the moment of this new potential of the speed force so i kind of i kind of like that they're sitting with what it is they're giving me the the instructions to build my own world of what i need to consider for wally moving forward
0: uh comic boom says flash lost me as of this latest issue i understand that mm-hmm. i understand that um but yeah i mean i i see you guys i see that you guys are into it and that's cool that's great that's great i'm glad people enjoy it not everything is for everybody this is not for me and also philosopher king i see you trying to come up with other names for my people my fans yeah <sighs> Sean Shinobi's? Oh, he's not a, he's not a manga guy, bro. Sorry. No, I'm not. Sean Sherpas? That's that doesn't that doesn't work, sorry. <laughs> it's not. Good. Uh, let's move on. Let's get out of DC because DC is troubling me these days. <laughs> and let's talk about Duke. Duke number 1. Now uh this of course by Joshua Williamson. Art by Tom Riley. And Colors by Jordy Belair with Letters by Russ Wooten. This is a book that we actually, well, I don't know, Marco, if you read it, but when we interviewed Tom Riley and Joshua Williamson a few weeks back, yep. Tyler and I got to read this. And so um, I read it again for the purposes of this review. I enjoyed it just as much the second time. Uh, Marco, is
1: this your first read of this? No, this is the a second. Uh, I did okay. read it initially, and um, it's fun. Uh, my, you know, uh, the art is incredible. Tom Riley has that cartoonish art that I absolutely adore and love. You know, a mix between. Um. Uh, what would be a oh my god I just blanked on the name, from uh, uh Strange Adventures. Oh 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 um. Hold on, I'm sorry. You're talking about the character? No, no, no the 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 artist. Oh Jesus! It's right there, dude. How could
0: I not? Um,
1: it's not Jared's. Not
0: if it's not Jared's, it's, then it's Doc Shana. Yeah,
1: it, like it has that like It It's it's flexible. I love the inking, um, and then Jordy Bell colors always crushes it. So, always, always. This is undoubtedly a, a solid issue. Yeah.
0: So the interesting thing about this is that I have no familiarity with G.I. Joe whatsoever. Yeah, same. I didn't even know who Duke was. That's how little I understand. I thought thought maybe he was G.I. Joe, and this was his origin. I don't know. But what's so compelling to me about this is the angle and the slant that Joshua Williamson and co. have decided to take with this story. Now, in the Transformers book, I think it's issue two, there is an interaction in which fighter pilots are facing off with what they think is another fighter pilot, but it turns out to be a Decepticon. And Duke sees this, and it kills his friend. And now that he's had what is essentially an alien encounter that went badly for the U.S. military, he's not willing to shut up and not talk about it. He's not willing to just be a good soldier. And the first couple few pages of the series tell you all all of what you need to know, which is that Duke is a great soldier. He's committed to his job and loves it. He is a man of action. But he's haunted by something that he saw, and because of that, he's in trouble with the powers that be. That's it. And his adventure, his calling in this issue, is to try to figure out what it is that he saw and who's behind it and to shut that down. And that sends him on a rabbit hole that is very reminiscent of a lot of conspiracy type of stories that you've seen before. It has the appropriate trappings, and it may feel derivative on some level to you. But to to attach that same kind of conspiracy concept to the Transformers and have that be the origin of everything that comes with G.I. Joe, I think that's pretty cool. I'm into that.
1: It's clever. Um, it's clever, and, and I think the, the the line that got me was when the doctor said, you know, sometimes the, the truth is always hidden amongst the, the nonsense or something. She says something about, like, yeah. it, it persisting in places where you wouldn't normally look. And fine, fair enough. And that also, I feel like, makes it a bit more relatable or, or real. Because, um, you know, if somebody were to come up to me and be like, there are robots walking among us, I'd be like, Cool, like let's you know that's really great, great stuff. Let's like I'm I'm trying to get a burger, like, but, um, that would probably be the lead up to them integrating into a larger society. Is like, well, yeah, they were on the fringes of what reality is because maybe people didn't have an understanding, or they were only taken in these small doses, and uh, I loved it. Um, I thought the that as a driver for him, initially. Uh, And him realizing that he's going down that path of the rabbit hole and he's 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 acknowledging it Um, but then he finds the uh, the professor they make their way and he tries to really dig up the truth and I I had fun with it. It was a nice action-filled comic. I didn't need to I didn't feel like I needed that the homework of having to know his history and this is enough to ground me in the story into the character I see that he's a caring compassionate person, and he just ultimately wants to do what's right in the world and that's even noted in the first few pages when he starts to defy his superiors It's like no he he he's he knows what he saw, and he knows that he knows that it's right to learn the truth yeah Had a lot of fun
0: and then the rest of the work is up to Tom Riley, who is more than capable of handling the job I mean the art's awesome um. Tom Riley's got a style that we've praised him a lot for. I think he might have even been in our best artist of the year category, maybe last year or the year Ooh. before. Um, he might have been. I'm not 100% sure. And but you guys either spoke way. To him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, he's fantastic. And all of his talent is on display here. This is a more grounded, darker book than I think we often get with Tom. But if you liked. Thing, if you liked any of his collaborations with Al Ewing on the Ant-Man stuff or anything like that, um, this is in that league. It's it's a it's a style that I think makes perfect sense for this world. Um the action is crisp. It's got it's clean, but it's also got some grittiness to it. The only moment in the entire book that was questionable for me is this right here. It's the scene where Duke gets attacked by some, Bro. you know, some soldiers. Yeah. And if you look at this panel, if you look at the top panel that I'm holding up right now, he's absolutely getting hit by bullets. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's getting he's he's dead. He's in a fire, he's it's a firing squad. He's completely dead. And every single bullet somehow misses his body, even though Tom Riley and Jordy Belair themselves cannot make it look like
1: he's not getting hit. I mean, if you really just look at this, like he's getting blast. but you know, it's comics. Yeah, that that I had the same reaction of just like, oh, he's dodging the bu- he's dodging the bullets. Yep, okay, cool, sure, yeah. keep keep it rolling. Chad, any excitement for Duke? Are you
0: guys into this stuff at all, or no? You guys don't care about Duke. You care about the GI Joe wave of books that's coming. I want to know because I'm not into GI Joe, but if there's interest on your end, I'm gonna be reading it either way. This issue was awesome. Um, so uh, I want to know
1: if you guys want us to be reviewing this stuff. Do you
0: care? you w- care about Transformers.
1: I will say the um, the additional, the uh the addition of the characters at the end to like go and hunt Duke. Yeah. Um, super compelling, and they look rad, man. Like, and and it goes back to that conversation that you guys had of just like, um, you know, uh, updating the designs or the release, making them look like they're really really cool, uh, and action packed posable and i felt that uh, especially in the ways that they it 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 looked like this would be art you know how you have um the plastic in front and the toys right there but then the entire back of it is just like some sort of art piece that's what that looked like i'm like oh i can see this on the shelves and it's not even because of that um that excites me but i think it's an interesting concept you need to hunt down an american hero with american heroes boom yeah, absolutely. And it's worth pointing out that, you
0: know, Tom Riley has had the opportunity to, you know, design the look and feel for this world. So I don't know how accurate those designs are to those characters, hmm. but either way, they look awesome and I can't wait. And then, you know, the book is punctuated by a uh, tease for Cobra Commander, which we actually saw this tease at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, it was these same pages and it's cool to see it in person uh, with all of the lettering and everything else. Um, and it's just a tease for Cobra Commander and how vicious he is as a person. Um, cool. Pull.
1: Cool. Yeah, I pull it. Absolutely. This is awesome. I love this. Easy pull. I love this. And um, we've got a few comments as well. Um, Cole, I have no experience with G.I. Joe, but I'm sold after this. Yeah, same page. Um, channel member Dan Trudeau, as an adult, I've always been indifferent to G.I. Joe and Transformers, but I can't argue with the talent involved. And, and I think that's that's something that's really important is like even even if this isn't something that you've interacted with before, this is the jumping on point for a lot of these things. And so for this to be a first issue, uh, I'm, I'm excited because uh, just the premise alone, I'm down to read more issues.
0: Yeah, I think whether you're a G.I. Joe fan or not should be immaterial in this case, because we're talking about good comics. Yeah. So, you know let yourself fall into it and if you try if you try duke number one and you really don't care for it then you know fair game but i think it's good enough that it's worth a shot
1: Ooh, and and fee waiver uh says cobra commander is where it gets really good it's one of the best design villains ever based off the conversation that we heard uh at that at that panel man there's a uh, there's a lot to come so uh stay tuned and keep your socks on as best you can Let's talk
0: about Immortal X-Men number 18, the finale issue. I do want to show off the cover that I got. It is the Jean Grey-centric one. Um, Can't get enough of Marvel Girl. Uh, This is by the other guy that writes a lot of words, Kieran Gillen. (laughs) With art by Juan Jose Rip. Uh, Colors by David Curiel. Letters by Clayton Cowles. And this is the talky one. This is the talky finale that is set to explain every single thing that Mother Righteous has been doing this entire time. Um, Which is so much fun to read, I have to tell you. And if it's not her explaining something, it's Mr. Sinister explaining something. Professor X then explains things to Mr. Sinister that everybody should understand already and yet everybody can't stop explaining themselves. Man, it's so wild how much I loved this book and how little I cared
1: about it at the end. Uh, if you could, uh, just the second page where um, it just says Atlantic Kokoa, The White Hot Room. And you wanna see all the bubbles involved that take you down and slid it down the page. The second page, uh, or I guess actually the it would be the th- third or fourth. Uh, after right after the desert, right after the intro credits. Talking about this. Yeah, yeah, and on the, uh, right in the side with all that, all of those bubbles. I, I think I think it, it slows the book down tremendously, you and think? the. It, it's, I'll say it was a good issue. I, I enjoyed the information that got that was thrown at me, but it felt like a dump. And I, I liked the, you know, the the backstab upon backstab and all that kind of stuff. But for how I had it had to be paced out, I think it could have been been done a lot better.
0: Um, it's see the thing is that we already know this. Mm. We already know that Mother Righteous has this power. We've seen her use it. I feel like they've explained this. Nothing that she said was a surprise. I mean, we learned how she was able to get into the white-hot room, even though she's not a mutant, which was convoluted.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: That was so
1: convoluted. Why wouldn't the Sinisters have mutant DNA in them already? That was literally my, oh, dude, we're on the same page today. And and I thought, I'm like, okay, but then – and then what is this ability that you can just take? Is that not also a mutant ability then? You can take these little bits of something. It's magic, whatever, fine. But I I was frustrated at that because that didn't make, I guess, what is comic book sense? But that didn't make comic book sense, you know?
0: Just really, really bizarre, really bizarre. Um, And yeah, like even the stuff that Sinister and Professor X are talking about is just, Whatever. They're trying to get to the Moira clones, I guess, for whatever reason. Um, they're trying to figure out who the Dominion's going to be. Mm. They assume it's Mother Righteous, but I guess it's not. This page right here, this infographic. <laughs> yeah. I am so ready for this era to be over. I can't wait for the Krakoan era to be over because I don't want to read those infographics anymore. They've, they've gotten so far from what Hickman established that made those so cool and fresh and fun. Um, now they're literally just dumps of information when the whole entire issue is already that. Mm. And it's not even presented in an interesting way.
1: I, I've honestly been using that as like, oh, okay, cool, we're halfway through the book. Thank you. Right.
0: Destiny wakes up from her coma or whatever and figures she'll now decide to tell everybody where they're at, at, which is the white-hot room, which, again, is not new information. We, the reader, already know that. So what did we learn that we didn't already know that's pertinent? The only thing we learned that we didn't already know that's pertinent is that, apparently, Mother Righteous is not the sinister that becomes a dominion, and that there was another sinister... Who we don't even know about. There's some kind of enigma that appears to be, have made it, and is the Dominion. And is an an AI of some kind. Of the original Nathaniel Essex, maybe, maybe not. Uh, That's
1: kind of what I got out of that, is the like whatever's in there in that tube thing. But then also then doesn't that mean that this has persisted? This thing has persisted forever. And they ultimately knew that this was going to come out. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't know. V. waiver says Sinister is not a mutiny was augmented by apocalypse. I know that Sinister's not a mutant. Immortal X-Men has explained that since issue one. I also know it because I've been reading comics for forever. That's not the problem. Sinister is not the problem because this is not sinister. These are the clones. So what would be the complexity the same way that Sinister has DNA of Thunderhawk or whatever his name is, T- whatever his name is, no, T-Hawk's the street fighter guy. Um <laughs> what whatever wh- whatever however he got that in him is the same way that all of them all of the Sinisters can do that. I don't feel like we needed a convoluted excuse. As to how Mother Righteous was able to get in the White House.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed.
0: That was, that was a waste of time.
1: Like she's already there. Don't why bother explaining it. You're wasting pages. You're wasting panels. It's fine. Yeah. Uh,
0: Gavin Thunderbird, thank you so much, Gavin. What's up? Love you, man. Uh, Superman ninety or seventy eight is art with Gavin in it. Gavin's artwork is there, so if you want to check that out, it's good stuff. I really like it. Yeah uh i'll say this for kieran at least he seems to cut the panel count when the word count goes up as an artist that's the nightmare oh that's uh when you showed the page yeah i mean i guess i guess i think so much of the artwork ends up just getting covered in dialogue and it's it's like it's one thing if it's stuff that we need to know but so much of this does feel
1: um unnecessary yeah I was initially hyped for Enigma. Like when that popped up in that page, I'm like, oh, interesting. But now as we've talked through this, I'm, I'm a bit less excited because this is the last issue, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is it. So now I, I don't know how this leads into some of the other stuff that's going on. And I'm curious as to how that is going to play out. Um, it leads into the fall of House of X and the rise of powers of X. But then is, does that mean that we're going to get more Sinister? Yes. Ugh, I'm over that. Of course. Man. he. They have to deal with the
0: fact that in the future he becomes a Dominion.
1: I thought we got rid of that timeline.
0: Marco, We just we literally just – this issue was to show us that in the future Sinister becomes a Dominion.
1: I thought that N- and that it's w-
0: not the same version or future as sins of sinister.
1: Oh, 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 okay. I thought I thought it was explaining that the sins of sinister thing we got past, this is just a new like the return of a more original sinister. This is saying that there
0: is a sinister AI right. that is ultimately what will become a dominion. Many moons ago in sins of sinister dominion number 1. And then immortal, whatever issue of Immortal X-Men followed that, we learned that, yes, they took down that future. That future is cooked. But a sinister, one of the clones, still eventually becomes a Dominion. And everybody the entire time has, at least on our end, on the reader end, has thought it was going to be Mother Righteous. This issue exists to explain to us that she doesn't succeed because of Destiny, but that it's someone else.
1: Ooh, I don't it's like
0: another this. sinister it's this enigma
1: sinister oh okay i don't all right pass it's rough it's rough uh
0: i mean says so is it okay to skip immortal x-men or is it a must if you're talking about like from an overall you know this era of x-men thing do you have to read this book i think you do until they get to the white hot room era which has been the last five or so issues maybe six probably six everything before well even the sense of sinister tie in stuff wasn't great i think the first arc of this book or so is phenomenal it was one of the books that people were saying was the book of the year in
1: 2022
0: Mm. the mighty really have fallen. yikes
1: but unfortunately the art isn't isn't much better i, I thought it was muddy the, especially in some of the panels where we're looking at like um some of the backgrounds um it's just these like washes of surrounding gray almost like a I heard the camera filter is. it's not a silhouette but it just like it it, it encapsulates the the exteriors of the panels uh, and i don't know it it, it it didn't work for me um the colors are pretty dark, not necessarily muted, but definitely muddy. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it's a shame. It re- it really, really, really is. It feels it feels like this entire era of X Men is ending on a down note. Hmm. X Men Red ended well, but this was just not it. Um, but hey. The rise and fall of the House and Powers of X are impending.
1: Yep, we were there at the start. We're going to be there at the end. Yep. Uh, the first... Been yet. Thank you, Gavin.
0: The first episode of Pal's Pulls in the new year will feature a review of Fall of the House of X number one.
1: Hey, let's go. Wow, look at that. Yeah,
0: so... uh, As an, as an individual issue, pass... Yes. Just being honest, if you if you don't if you're on the fence, you don't really really care as much about the completionist aspect, and you've been on the horn for this book. I don't think that this is necessary, and I hate to say that because I really really loved Immortal X Men for so long. Hmm. It wasn't that many issues ago that I was on this podcast explaining what the hell was going on in the White Room and how I was
1: enjoying that, but this issue is just not it. We persisted in the white room for a while too. So, been a whole arc. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a whole entire arc.
0: Um Predator versus Wolverine. Yeah, Gavin had some some art in there that we saw at Uh yeah, 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 yeah. we in saw that. At, yeah, so yeah, that was Oh man, that was awesome. Shit, I wish I had realized cuz I've not been buying that book I wish I had realized that this was that issue. Damn, dude. Oh, I'm gonna have so to get good. it next week. I'll have to get it next week. It, re- it really was great. Well, those are the uh those are the last things we have to talk about before Timeless number one, which is the way that Marvel likes to end the year mm-hmm. by presenting us with a book that. I guess, is supposed to give us an idea of the future of Marvel. And uh, apparently the future involves Luke Cage. Uh, Written by the dynamic duo of Jackson, Lansing, and Colin Kelly. With art by Juan Cabal. Colors by Edgar Delgado. Letters by Travis Lantham. And this is essentially... Luke Cage and Iron Fist, friends to enemies, friends to antagonists. And this issue shows us, you know, their very, very earliest moments together sitting in a diner and how they sort of become friends. And then it shows us the future where Luke Cage is now the Sentry and the Hulk and... Yeah, the Iron Fist, all in one. Um, and the future is for some reason like very dystopian, but it's future esque, it's futuristic. Um, but it's you know it's in a bad way. And apparently, the new Moon Knight has messed everything up, and so we get a big battle. And then we learn that the new Moon Knight is Danny Rand. What? And he got a lot of piercings in his ears. <laughs> apparently, that's what you do in the future. And he's actually Conshu right and the void maybe that was i got the implication that he was sort of the void um and yeah luke cage saves the day
1: interspersed go ahead Uh, i'm I'm just gonna say i i like this issue i had fun um as much as some of these things were a bit convoluted uh, i took this as and then the end confused it for me but i took this as oh this was a nice one-shot story This was a cool little romp to tell. I had fun. The good guy wins the end. He gets his big punch. Cool. Nice. And then this potentially might spin out into the future of something, and that threw me off, and I don't like that there are consequences coming out of this book because I think that this was fine as a solitary issue. Well,
0: I had the exact opposite experience as you. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan of hey here's this promise of a future future stuff when most of the time the future in comics that they show you does not happen
1: right right yeah
0: so what like this isn't going to happen there's not going to be a future that we see unfold in which Luke Cage becomes all of these things and Danny Rand becomes all of these things it's not going to happen and so what is the value of my reading this You know, I didn't find it particularly fun. It wasn't informative about any of the characters. I didn't learn anything that I need to know about anybody because this isn't really the version of those characters that we follow. Mm. And then interspersed are all these images that really don't make any sense. Um, They're supposed to reference or be representations of potential future events. Um, As we know from the Timeless books and the various versions of the timeless books that Marvel has done over the years. Sometimes those things do happen, sometimes they don't. Um, sometimes they happen in different ways, but there are a lot of things being teased here. You know, for one one example, we know this will probably happen. There's um uh Ario e. Dagger with uh with the Thor yes. Immortal Thor. Yep. We see that going on right now. He's the Minotaur. And he owns the rights to publishing four comics. Okay, great. We know about that already. Blade versus the Hulk, or Hulk's son, or whatever. Okay, fine. Uh, Green Goblin's back. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I took those as like these are the moments that are going to be important and the runs we need to be watching out for. But <clears throat> I'm not familiar with uh, at least uh, the top the, that top panel uh, on the I guess right side with the, like, it looks like zombie stuff. But I don't know that we've had a zombie crossover uh, outside of a Marvel Zombies, and I'm talking about, like, currently. Um, and then this new Moon Night looks to be potentially the stuff that's going on currently with Jed McKay's things. So I, I was a little... I wasn't sure how to ground myself on this.
0: Well, these are events that are yet to come. Mm, okay. These are events that are yet to come. The problem is that these little teases are not compelling, and sure. it's hard to make out what's even happening in a lot of them. I think this issue actually represents everything that I feel is wrong with Marvel right now. It's all bombast. It's very little substance. I don't think that the I don't particularly feel like this was well planned out. Um, They're showing stuff that's like, okay, so here's Doom, right? Here's Doctor Doom with uh, Captain America and various other heroes kneeling before him, yeah. and he's holding I think Doctor Strange's cape or whatever um, and some sort of object in his hand. Maybe it's the Eye of Agamotto, something like that. I don't know. Um, and there's another one. Warning, Danger Room, No Admittance, pr- Prisoner X in Lockdown. Maybe I'm not in a like great mood for this stuff. Maybe that's what it is. But who cares truthfully i i'm not this isn't this didn't hook me on wanting to see what the next year of marvel comics has to bring in fact it did the exact opposite
1: yeah i think there was a lack of clarity for these things and because of that lack of clarity it I, I, for me it felt like wasted page base and that was the biggest thing that i got out of it because i don't like i don't know that this is Something that they're letting us know is happening or will happen. Um, to your point, it looks like glimpses into the future. Um, but I don't like this presentation. If that's the way you're going to tell me about that, um, honestly, I want something a bit more straightforward. And it's like, this is our action plan. This is how those stories will tie together. If you're going to give me flashes of images to something that isn't relevant to the current issue that I'm supposed to be reading about, then actually what you're doing is you're detracting from what I'm currently reading. And uh, that those two, three, four splash pages that were used just to fill things up, I could have gotten more story, and for me, I, I liked it. But you know, it's a seven dollar
0: <clears throat> preview p- preview issue. <clears throat> that's that's really all it is. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, there's so many ads in here for future titles which is you know great like show us show us the books we can expect and things like that but you know if i'm gonna drop seven dollars i would really love to have a relevant story in front of me
1: Mm, yeah i really would of consequence to what will happen in said future yeah yeah fair enough absolutely i
0: don't feel like that's too much to ask i i don't come on here to badmouth the books, but. You know, I, I don't. I feel sort of robbed by this comic. I don't think this really. Uh, I don't think this really. Um, did it didn't do much for me at all. Mm. Um, Fee waiver says, "Is this supposed to be a legit preview of the year to come?" Like I said, some of this stuff. I'm sure Marvel has a plan for a majority of the things that we see here, as it relates to the pages that tease the future, for things to happen, but. The nature of comics is that things don't always go your way. Some of this stuff will not happen. It's just how it goes. We've seen these kinds of issues time and time again. Some of this stuff will not happen. And the stuff that will happen, like, they're showing Dario Agar. Okay, that's happening in Immortal Thor. If you're reading uh, Immortal Thor, you already know that. So why do I need to see that tease? Is that a tease that's going to make a person say, whoa, what? I got to get that. Someone who's not reading Immortal Thor, because if you're reading, you already know that. Right. No. You're going to be like, who's that guy reading a Thor comic? You'd have to know that's Dario
1: Agger. How would you know that? You know, like, he's a guy in a suit. And especially for it being something that is concurrent at the moment. That was the only reason I popped off was, was like, hey, wait a minute. I recognize it.
0: Yeah, like the one with Fantastic Four thing is digging a hole. <laughs>
1: Where what to was a that weird about? Place. Like okay. Oh, you, you thought to a place? I thought it was they're just they're burying somebody. Or maybe they're burying somebody, whatever it is. <laughs> what the hell? No context, man. It's a shame.
0: Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Gavin says, if it sells well enough, I'd bet you'd get some solo series exploring these concepts, though. Yes, but I don't actually want Because why would I want a comic that shows a future in which Luke Cage is simply all-powerful, has the power of everybody, and Danny Rand is corrupted and taken over by various evil concepts? It's not storytelling to me. It's making characters as powerful as you possibly can and putting them in a situation that's not going to occur in mainline continuity. And for me, I would rather avoid that stuff and focus on the core good comics that Marvel puts out. But when you look at the last year of storytelling at Marvel, for me as a person who's a huge Marvel fan, I've not been very, very happy. Outside of Spider-Man and a few small things here or there, I, I've been pretty unhappy with Marvel. I, I hate to say that. You heard the DC reviews earlier. I mean, I was happy and high on Action Comics. I was high on Duke. Marvel's just, I don't know, they're in a weird
1: spot. They're in a weird spot, and I think it's hard to find those pockets where you find solid art and solid writing in the same way as you did PKJ um, and you know whatever team he was on. I think there's... I think they they need to shake things up in the new year and if they do stuff similar to the um the which gonna call it, the miss marvel things like i think that was also a really big blunder on their part is not treating some of these characters with respect for their longevity um and and that needs to be something that they need to address as well i mean we're having troubles on that on, on both ends at the moment justice league is you know sort of squandered it's not even there so like they're both, uh, they're both kind of in this limbo era of what's going to matter. How are they going to move forward? Um, and they just need to get their ducks in a row. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I hope the new era for the X Men can yeah. revitalize things. And I mean, you know, people like gods a lot, so there's that. Um, but I don't know. Outside of Spider Man. And limited other things like Hulk's been great, oh, yeah. uh, Incredible Hulk's been great, you know. But I'm I'm struggling with with the Marvel stuff right now. <laughs> also, Philip Kennedy Johnson. So, right, absolutely yeah. hottest writer right now in terms of you know out, just outside of the top end, but doing really great things that people are loving. Yep, yep. hasn't really missed all year long. If he's not on your short list. For Best Writer of 2023, I don't know who is. Better not be Cy Spurrier. Ooh, good thing I didn't say a word. But you can't. I mean, listen, if you want to put Cy I, I, on your I, on your short list,
1: that's cool. <laughs> but how could PKJ not be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely I said something about PKJ last year. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait because, surely, I'm positive. This Saturday is
0: going to be a lot of fun. I'm Damn, telling you right now. dude. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just give me something uh Tevya says the spider-man stuff in timeless confuses me uh yeah i mean if you say something specific maybe i can help but probably not because i don't think this issue made a ton of sense um amin says they also ignored the kang stuff happening in the other timeless issues this felt so out of touch thank you yes exactly timeless We've seen it be a Kang vehicle in the past. Kang's nowhere to be found. What was timeless about this? Right. The relationship between Luke Cage and Danny Rand?
1: Timeless. Oh, wait. Hey, wait a minute. That's not bad. Yes, it is. <laughs> wait. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Still a little cheesy, but okay. But to the point of it tying to the Kang things, and I, I totally forgot that that was a thing. Mess.
0: Uh, Ultimate Comics relaunch is the only thing I can get really excited about at Marvel. I hear you, dude. I hear you, Cole. I I feel a similar way. I, I, I do think it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, did what Hickman did in the Ultimate Invasion stuff light me on fire? Hell no. <laughs> but I do think Ultimate Spider-Man is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for that. Uh, Ultimate Black Panther with come on with Brian Hill on writing. That's, right. That's going to be something special. Um, and then, you know, with Ultimate X-Men, we don't know for sure, but it looks like Gail Simone might be on tap with David Marquez. I'm into that. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that. Totally forgot about Peach Momoko. Oh, that's right, baby. I'm I'm a, I'm hyped for that. I'm sorry. That's get, The Gail Simone, David Marquez is not Ultimate X-Men. That's Mainline X-Men. My apologies. Put that to the side. Ultimate Peach Momoko on Peach. Ultimate X-Men. Sorry. What's that, Marco? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Peace from local on Ultimate X Men, not
1: my bag. I am Damn. dreading that. Oh, it's gonna be so good. That that genuinely is gonna is gonna be a, a thing of just like oh, this is gonna be my my little toe into the the uh, the Ultimate Universe because I've not um, I'm I'm somebody who did not start comics at that time, um, so I'm very removed from the Ultimate experience mm-hmm. outside of I think I read Ultimate no I read some of the Ultimates um, and then because you guys made me read that one and then uh, a little bit of maybe one or two trades of Ultimate Spider-Man. So I've been coming into blank sleep. I mean, great.
0: This has no connection to the Ultimate Universe that came before at all, so it really doesn't even matter, which is good for new readership. Um, Do I care about what it appears Peach Momoko's angle for the Ultimate X-Men is? No, but I will absolutely give it a chance for sure. Ultimate Spider-Man is my last hope for next year. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I hope you don't mean that because I don't want you to be disappointed. I think it's going to be good. I do. But what's good for people as it relates to Spider-Man is so specific and particular. I love current Spider-Man by Zeb Wells. But look, I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm the biggest fan of the book on all of YouTube. In all the <laughs> podcasting space, I'm the
1: biggest fan of ultimate of, of of mainline Spider-Man.
0: Everybody else hates it.
1: And you got to give credit where credit's due. Honestly, like I'm not enthralled by it, but nothing about that book is wrong. So I'll give you that, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh. Yeah,
0: Gavin. I mean, I I I I thought we were going to go back. I thought that was sort of the idea. Um, In a way, I'm glad we're not, because I think this angle that they're taking is more interesting. But it alienates. I I still think. And I'm not going to get on my whole Spider-Man soapbox right now, but I still think that there is a place and should be a place somewhere in Marvel's publishing line for stories that feature young Peter Parker. Miles Mm. is great. I love Miles. But I don't think that young Peter should be off the table completely
1: at Marvel. I agree. Um, I, I've said it before. The the my Spider Man familiarity is the old Stan Lee stuff, Ditko. So that age where he's seventeen, going into uh, his last year into high school, going into college, that stuff is a sweet spot for me, and I I really enjoy that. I don't have that connection with the married life Spider Man. Um, so if that could exist in in two or more books, I'd probably be picking one of those up. Yeah. Dan
0: says, uh, oh, well, Gavin asks if we're excited about the vampire event that Jen McKay is doing. Of course, that's a reference to Blood Hunt. Mm. Um, and, And to be fair to that event, it's something that Marvel has been building towards for a long time. If you're a regular Marvel reader, there's no way you haven't encountered some amount of the teasing to this big event. But I'm not excited for it. Um, just because Jed McKay's Avengers Run didn't do it for me. And, That's right. Um, I'm burnt out on events that are just thematic. You know, Marvel used to tell events that were driven by what was happening with the characters. Like if you think about Civil War or you think about Secret Invasion or you think about World War Hulk or any of those, Siege. Those are all character-driven events where actions and behaviors the characters were taking were driving the story. Marvel and DC are both caught in a phase of thing happens, characters react, you know? Oh no, all the characters are beasts. Oh no, vampires are taking over. Oh no, all the characters are sleeping. Mm-hmm. I'm cool on that. Oh no, all the characters are magical powered now. I'm cool on that. I want events that are driven by character dynamic, character flaws, power struggles, things of that nature. And Marvel and DC are not giving that.
1: Yeah. Hard to agree.
0: You guys want to see my stack? Do it up, baby. Now, I'm going to say this. I actually don't know the number once again. I I never really did count, and I think that's how I got into this position. But I feel like I've tried to be more cognizant of buying less comics. When I get rung up, the price is never lower. The problem is I can't know if that's because of me or the books. This week... We read a seven a seven dollar comic, a six ninety nine comic in Timeless, a five ninety nine comic in action comics, uh a four ninety nine comic in Titans Beast World. So that's the that's the range of price. So I can't gauge my stack based on price. This is not doable anymore in this current market. But in any event, let's see where we're at this week hopefully i brought it down in the last month of the or the last week of the year but we gotta guess
1: what what's the over under and what do you guys think the number is do do you feel like this was a lighter week in comparison to last week um
0: i feel like it is but again i can't i can't say oh okay 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 this one time i'll tell you the price i'll tell you the number (gasps)
1: No, 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 Because no. it's too varied. It's going to throw us off.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Okay. Uh, Uncaged uncage has a good start. 13. I was going to say 13. Uh, I was going to maybe mm, oh, 12. They took it Under too. over 15. Under over 15. I say it's just under 15. I say it's 14. Got a 14. 13. Got a 12. Got a 14. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's going to be under 15 today. Really? I just do. Okay. I okay. just do. Right. I think that's I, my guess. I feel under makes sense. Got Catherine stars eleven. Love seeing those green names. Thank you guys. All right, I'm gonna count. Let's go. Let's go, count. baby.
0: So we've got Titans. That's one. We've got Action Comics. That's two. Timeless, Flash, Duke, and Immortal. Those are the six books that we read today. I also picked up the Holy Roller number two. Hey. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's Rick Remender. How could I not? Although I must point out that Andy Sandberg took top billing over Rick, which is insane. He's the writer, His, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carnage, number two. Nice. World Tree, number six. Dracula, number three, getting no love in the poll. This, oh, uh, I need to read that one. Alan Scott, Green Lantern, number three. I need to read that. Detective Comics, number 1080. Red Sonja, number six. Give it to me. Ghost Rider 21. Oh. And finally. Damn. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. What's that? 15 on the dot? 15 on the dot.
1: Wow. Wow. And you and you mark it as under or over 15 specifically. Damn. 15 on the money. I mean,
0: who if no one said 15, but you know. And it's not over and it's not under. It's right in the middle. So I guess everybody loses.
1: Dang, dude, I was this close, this close.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't go to the store. I don't go to Midtown and go, all right, I can only get X amount of books this week. I don't want to count. If I count, it makes it worse. This that we're doing here, this stack segment we've got now or whatever is my way of dealing with the fact that I can't keep my (laughs) comics
1: collection under control. (laughs) This is his little venting session. This is this is where we hold him accountable. <laughs> hey, buy less books. I should. I should. I I need to. Although you know you gotta gotta keep up with some things, right? I do have to read the both Dracula and that uh, the Green Lantern issue. There was there's some chatter about it in the in the Discord, um, which I need to finish reading so I can go back and engage in. Great comics. Yeah, it's great comics. Yep. First
0: guess was fourteen. That said, nah, he's been better. That's what I get for faith. I, I, I don't know that I've been better. You I don't know that. that at all. I don't know that. I've just been doing my thing. You guys are the ones that have to hold me accountable. And of course, I guess I should hold myself accountable too. But <laughs> I need your help. I need your help because this is a, uh, this is quite a quite a situation.
1: Power it down. Power it down.
0: Yeah. Hopefully I can do that in 2024, whatever year we're going into. I was about to say 2022. I'm gonna st- I'm stuck in it's I'm timeless. I'm stuck in a time warp. In <laughs> the loop. Yeah, I, I I would love to break the loop. It's an evil loop. <laughs> um Thank you guys so much for joining us on the finale for the year of Palace pulls. Of course, we'll be back next year. Uh next Thursday, actually. On the 4th. On the fourth, for more Pals polls, I do want to look at the poll one more again, one more time, oh, yeah. and see where we're at. The poll is available right now; it's up right now on YouTube.com/slash/the-comics-pals under the community tab. So if you're listening to me before you cut out, make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. Always vote. And right now, the poll stands at Birds of Prey number five with 32 percent of the vote. Poison Ivy number eighteen with of the vote. Marvel Meow number one with twenty-one percent of the vote. And Vengeance of Moon Knight, number one, now winning the poll with thirty-five percent of the vote. Wow. Whereas we had a tie before. So we've got lots of days left to go. Wednesday is when the poll closes, so you guys have got a lot of time. If you're if you're hearing me at any time, pretty much, there is a poll. So go vote. Cast your vote. Join us this Saturday. At 12 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. for the Pallies. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be giving away awards for the best various things of the year, best writer, best artist, best ongoing series, blah, 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 blah. Um, and we're going to over, go over our predictions for 2023, all the predictions we made in 2022. We're going to go over those
1: this year and see who
0: won. See
1: who had the most predictions right. Come back to see me. Uh, I'm gonna have a big old Marco win signs because that's the only expectation. So, and the way
0: that you guys participate, we need your help because all tiebreakers during the show will be broken by you
1: all. Ooh, by vote? Yes, by audience vote. We'll put up a we'll put up a poll. We'll give it two three minutes and let them decide.
0: Fee waiver trying to convince people to uh, stop voting Poison Ivy and move over to Birds of Prey. Listen, I, 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 I'm I, not going to say to do that, but I am going to say that I really hope we review Birds of Prey. <laughs> I'm
1: in Paris in the chat. Bay, wake up. It's Pally's week. <laughs> <laughs> week, bro. We'll see you guys
0: then. We'll see you Saturday at 12 p.m. Don't forget. Don't wake up too early now. No, you. Know. A lot of you set your watch and warrant to us on Saturdays. It's 12 p.m., so make sure you're up 11.55, whatever it is you do. Get your coffee, hit the bathroom, all that stuff. But be in your seat 12 p.m. It's going to be a ton of fun. We will see you guys then. Thank you so much. Till then.